Hey Hannah. Well, hey Kate. How's it going? What, you know, it's going. It's going pretty good. Uh, what do you What do you have to drink today? Uh, today I have more element. More element. More hot chocolate <laughs> element, and this one is their mint chocolate element. I'm feeling a little festive, mm. a little Christmas. What are What are the three flavors again? It's mint chocolate, hot chocolate, salted caramel, hot chocolate, uh -huh. and just plain hot chocolate. Oh, okay. I was thinking there was like a third new chocolate, but oh, no. all three sound delicious and quite yummy. Yeah. Perfect for the holidays. Yeah. This one's like the perfect amount of minty if you like mm -hmm. mint chocolate. So good. Yeah. What about you? What do you got? Oh, you know, I'm really spicing it up today. Um, I have a tall glass of water. Ah, I like it. <laughs> Staying hydrated. Yeah. I just yeah. got a little bit of a workout in, so just recovering a little bit from that. So... Just drinking my water. Pretty standard. <laughs> Classic, simple, I love it. Yeah. Ready to get into it? Yep. Okay. Howdy, Howdy from Houston. Houston. I'm Kate. And I'm Hannah. And today we are reflecting on our first semester of med school. That's right. Just uh, some of the things that we've learned along the way. Um, time has really flown by, but I feel like it's also passed very slowly. Yeah. Um, Can kinda, time do that? I, I don't know. You know, it's quite the construct. Um, but just how how much we have experienced in the past, what, six months? Yeah. You know? It's crazy. It's really flown by, but mm -hmm. also not. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's been... It's... Yeah. We, well, we've learned a lot. We really have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In both personal life and school life and, you know, friendships and taking care of classes and grades and all sorts of stuff. Just feel like... I feel like, not that I'm a different person, but that... I, I mean, I think back to, like, where I was a year ago. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. And just how different things were. You know, <laughs> like, at this point in time, I was still, you know, just praying that I was going to get in somewhere. Yeah. And, and now here and, we are. Yeah, and this time a year ago, I was like, oh, well, if I don't get in, do I apply again? Do I go off and find another something to do? Yeah. Yeah. Really questioning a lot of things. Yeah. Well, because we both were accepted on January 2nd. Right. Very beginning of, of this year. year. Or mm -hmm. of 2022. Right. Um, so, yeah, all through the holidays. I was really hoping I was would be accepted right before the holidays. Mm -hmm. I could totally <laughs> relax and just not worry about anything. But yeah. it was still in the back of my mind. And I remember I got that acceptance and I was like, whoa. Yes. It was really like, like just whoa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so now, like, now we're a half halfway through our first year, I guess you could call yeah. it that. And more and than half, we've done seven months. That's crazy. Of, it, and we have five more. And just the amount of information that we have put into our brains. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like my head is heavier. I don't know about you, but I feel like my I brain's gotten like, bigger. Okay, so I feel like... I Sometimes I anal make an analogy of myself with a robot. And, like, a robot that's, like, super high-functioning, like, needs all the power. Like, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, That kind of thing. So, like... I call it my robot mode when I'm, like, really just, like, on my time management, being mm -hmm. super efficient with everything I do so that I have time for everything I want to do because I right. want to do a lot of things in one day. And, yes. And I get sad sometimes when I can't do all of them. <laughs> but, you know, it is kind of a lofty goal, usually. Mm -hmm. So I, I feel like I've just been in that mode, like, mm. nonstop. Robot mode. Robot mode. So, <laughs> okay. I, so I get all my stuff, like, in the last however many weeks, like, I've been traveling a lot and so I've had to get all my studying done during the week so I don't have to do anything on the weekends mm -hmm. and just like very very different from how I was last year yeah 
I think one of the <laughs> one of the biggest differences for me compared to how I was before med school, like specifically comparing to undergrad mm. or even high school, just like another school setting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew this going into med school, but it was just kind of shocking to me how much time I spent just studying mm. you know like an undergrad yeah, cool. I'd say like I was probably equally as busy as far as like committing my time to doing things you know getting up early to do stuff for the core and then going to classes all day and then having other stuff to do for the core and other organizations that I was in and then I was working and you know working part-time job and then studying all in between there so my day was you know it was still really really full and I was still on top of time management and everything just like I am now but now instead of doing a whole bunch of different activities throughout the day it's get up at 5 30 and study yeah <laughs> until 5 p.m yeah. you know and of course with you know, some take, breaks with some there. breaks of yeah. course you know got to take care of your you know your sanity and mental health but, I know. Yeah. but just the sheer capacity of time mm-hmm. that is dedicated to studying you know and I knew that going in it's just, it's just the actual yeah. experience of it it's just kind of shocking yeah yeah I well I can, I can kind of relate. I don't think I've done it to this extent before, but I've definitely had periods of time where I've been in like my robot mode. Mm-hmm. Um, I first, my first time was in sixth grade and I took like, <laughs> I went to Montessori school, so it was a little different and I took way too many classes one semester and that was my first experience with robot mode. Robot mode. <laughs> <laughs> and then my next experience, it was like junior year of high school when I was like trying, um, swimming a lot mm-hmm. and wanted to do really well in swimming and also well in school but I haven't really oh and then my study abroad mm. in that was summer 2018 though so that was like a long time ago and in college like you know I I worked hard obviously like mm-hmm. got good grades but I never like was in this mode of like maximum self-discipline right you know maximum just like get things done so I can get everything done that I want to mm-hmm. because I was like my or I guess my priorities were a little different in college. I didn't think self I didn't know how good self discipline was for me anyway. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. But I've been doing it this time around. I've definitely been doing a lot more in a healthy way than that's I have good. in the past. Yeah. <laughs> that is, that's definitely a, a, a difference that you need to acknowledge. Yeah. Um I think for me something that's been really different too is Med school is very much about your own personal growth and development. Oh, I, It's not, yeah. like, all of the things that I'm committed to, there's not really anyone else relying on me to get this stuff done. You know, if I do poorly on a test, that doesn't affect anybody else. It only affects me. Whereas in college, you know, a lot of the things I had my time commitment to was, like, I was working a job. So people would you know, have to cover my shift if I didn't show up to work, you know what I mean? Or a lot of our, especially my senior year, a lot of my schoolwork was group projects, you know, team projects, yeah, we're building stuff, too. you know, we're presenting things. And, and so if I don't get my stuff done, other people are going to suffer because of it, you know, or especially things with the core, like the responsibilities that I had, if I didn't get my stuff done, a lot of people would be affected by it. So I was, I had a kind of external motivation to get a lot of stuff done. And, and I, I think looking back, you know, at the time I thought I had really, really good self-discipline. And I think, I, I think I did, I think I had good self-discipline, but it's, it's a different type of discipline when you're the only one that's being affected by your decisions, you know? Yeah, I would agree. And I also, that kind of brings me back to our previous episode. I think discipline is a muscle. Mm -hmm. If you don't use it, it can be really hard 
to get into like habits, um, habits, aka disciplines. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, disciplines can look like anything from like sitting down and studying every day. Mm -hmm. You could have a a meditation discipline. You could have a workout discipline. You could do it with food, like where you just build the habit so that it, it, or build this discipline. So it becomes a habit, build habits. So they become discipline. Right. And I think as you know, we learn more about ourselves and grow up and get older, we can get more into that. I would, I would think. I mean, we're still pretty young, so <laughs> I don't know for sure. But, but yeah, that might be a little bit to do with it too. Is you're just growing and you're in new yeah. experiences, challenged in new ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I am too, obviously. But yeah, <laughs> the two of us, of course. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, looking back on just the past six, seven months, however many months it's been, kind of hard to tell. When did mm-hmm. we start? June? June? We started in... May 31st. Yeah. It was our first day of school. Yeah. So, from then until now, um, specifically talking about school, like, what would you say are some of the things that, you know, you feel like you've grown in, mistakes you've made, ways, things you've changed to be better prepared for the next semester? I think... So I've always had trouble balancing if I have multiple tests in a week or mm-hmm. in our case in a day. Right. Um, most of the semester we had three tests in one day. Mm-hmm. And every in, two weeks. <laughs> every two weeks. And in college, if I had more than one test in a week, one of those tests I was doing really badly on and one of those tests I was doing well on. And I just mm-hmm. didn't I couldn't figure out how to balance it well. And so I think I've gotten a lot better with that this time around because I'm definitely the type of person that needs to start studying like pretty almost right away so if we have two weeks to study for a test I usually take a couple days off maybe two or three days and then I get or sorry one or two days Mm. and then I get started on the material because that way I don't I like the night before the test and a couple nights before the test I'm not feeling like I have to do everything in which case for me when I get to that point, I just like shut down and I lay on my bed and cry. <laughs> so <laughs> I can't do that. Mm-hmm. But I've definitely gotten a lot better at that. Um, and something I started off really strong on actually was sticking to how I know I study best. Mm. So for the first unit, definitely, I did my own study strategy and I it worked really well. I Again, I wasn't balancing the two tests well, but for the tests I did well on, I did really well on the first test. And then I started hearing about all these different study strategies and everything everyone else was using. And, you know, we're all individual people. Everyone kind of puts their own spin on things, even if, you know, everyone might use like Anki, which is our flashcard deck mm-hmm. type of thing. And so I kind of started to doubt myself because I was thinking, oh, should I use these flashcards? Especially you want to get in the habit for when we take our standardized tests. That's a really convenient way to study. Yeah. But I, and so I tried using those and just realized that those don't work well for me because I I can memorize things pretty well, but I need to memorize them in context. Like my memorization is that, I I don't remember what it's called, but it's the style where you tie things to other things. So it's like one thing will remind you of another thing and that reminds you of another thing. And like I can connect words together really well to like do well on test questions. Mm -hmm. So So if I just see like a sentence on a flashcard, I, I struggle a lot with that because unless I've already learned it pretty well mm-hmm. because I'm, I have no context for, for that flashcard. And so I kind of, I doubted myself and started trying other study methods and, you know, my grades like fluctuated and whatever. 
and I, I just felt a lot less confident on tests with some study methods, but I think now I'm ready to go back into the second semester kind of sticking with what I know is good for me mm -hmm. and worrying about future tests like our, our, our standardized tests later a little mm. bit. Okay, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, because I can, I mean, I can retain it pretty well with this study method, but it's just like there's others that I know would be really convenient for studying for other things, like yeah. using Anki for our step one tests, for Yeah, example. especially because there's, like, that study method is already created for you. you exactly. Know, and the schedule's already built in. And yeah. Like, you don't have to do any of the extra work to create the study format. Right. You just have to click start. Yeah. You know? And honestly, like, I haven't 100% decided yet. I mean, it'll be, if I don't use Anki, it'll be really, really hard because I want that. Because it's so convenient. It's so convenient. You just yeah. follow along. <laughs> you just do the flashcards. And then you're done. <laughs> and then you know it, like, by heart by the yeah. time step one comes around. But I don't know. So we'll see. Still deciding on that. <laughs> yeah, I think what's been kind of tricky is... Our classes that we've taken so far, I feel like... Now, I, I don't know this definitively because we haven't started classes for uh, the spring yet. You know, we haven't started our organ blocks yet. Mm -hmm. But from what I've been kind of hearing from the M2s and just grades above us and what it seems like it's going to be is anatomy and FOM 1 and FOM 2. Those are the classes we've taken so far that the structure and the layout of those is different than the, the structure and layout of our organ blocks. Like, yeah. I feel like it was hard for me to use Anki for um, some of the stuff that we've done so far with anatomy and everything because it didn't always perfectly align with what we were learning in class. Yeah. And this structure of class was very much learn everything that we've given you. We've given you all the material that you need to know. Learn that, and it'll and like that will that's what's going to be on the test. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not giving you vague concepts that you need to know really in depth or... Um, you know, like, I feel like they gave us good instruction on what material to study for the most part, with the exception of this last class that we just took. Yeah. Um, but that's a whole other ballgame. Um, but just, I felt like switching and using these pre-made, pre-made Anki cards were that, that method was, um, it strayed from the content that we really needed to focus on sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't feel like I was learning everything that I needed for the exams. So I kind of went back and forth throughout this semester on using Anki, not using Anki. Um, I think because I fluctuated a little bit, my grades kind of averaged out to be about the same. Like I didn't really see an improvement or a non-improvement. Mm -hmm. I did, there were definitely some things where Anki was a better tool, like on the units where it was a lot more anatomy memorization heavy, Anki was great. But on, on units where it was a little more conceptual learning for mm -hmm. anatomy, like learning more about the specific inner workings of a system, like the renal system, like I felt Anki wasn't great for that for me. Mm -hmm. I needed to have more conceptual explanations, like going, and, and maybe there's a way to create Anki cards that, you know, accomplish that. But yeah, I definitely fluctuated back and forth to kind of say the least on study methods. Um, but I think I've kind of settled into my ways now. So moving forward in the spring, I definitely feel a lot more comfortable using the Anki cards, using the pre-made decks. Because um, I, you know, as I've said many, many times on this podcast, I like structure. <laughs> you know, I like to have something set up. 
um, a, like a schedule, a calendar, knowing what I am responsible for that day. Uh, and I, I feel like Anki will definitely help me um, accomplish that. So that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, I agree. Anki is nice structure. I, I mean, mm -hmm. I like structure too. I think I just do structure in a different mm -hmm. way. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think another big thing going into um, the next round of classes is I, I want to be more willing to ask people for help. Um, I, Ooh, I yeah. think that's, that could be a whole podcast episode. I really could to because, <laughs> because I think this last semester, you know, I, I went into it feeling like, you know, this, I mean, a lot of people feel this way. I think when they get into med school, feel like, you know, was it a mistake that I got in, you know, or like, are they sure that I belong here? Like everybody around me is so smart oh, and yeah. I don't feel smart all the time. Like there are definitely times where I, you know, notice my strengths and then also times when I notice my weaknesses and sometimes I performed on you know top quarter of the class other times I was in the bottom quarter you know sometimes I was the lowest <laughs> <quarter>. <laughs> like it happens you know and so it can be it can be really frustrating you know to feel like you have confidence in being here um so I I definitely tried to cover that up a little bit and not ask for help because I it seemed like if I asked for help, that meant that I was struggling and people would know that I was struggling and they would make assumptions about me that maybe I'm not as smart as them or, or whatever it is. And, and really just looking back, like that's not the culture here at all. Like I really don't mm -hmm. feel like people would have thought that about me. I think all of that was just in my own head, you know? So yeah, it's, everything's really fast paced too. And that was maybe another reason why I was hesitant on asking for help because it's like, Oh, do I even have time to ask for help? Like, yeah. <laughs> do I have time to set up a, you know, a tutoring session and is a tutoring session even efficient time spent? You know, like, could I yeah. just use my time better? So before it even gets to the point of needing a tutor, like asking, uh, students above us, like how they studied and right. what worked and what didn't work. So that way going into our study methods, we have a really good idea of, you know, bad techniques versus good techniques for, you know, most people. Kind of right. Thing. Just you like know? kind of blanket. Yeah. Um, some general, um, you know, preparation. Yeah. I really love that. Um, well now transitioning from school, mm -hmm. cause you know, we all need the work life balance. <laughs> right. <laughs> what about things just like in your life? You feel like you've done mm. well, maybe you've learned some things. Yeah. Uh, personal life I think that was something I was really nervous about going into med school um, you know thinking to be a successful top of my class medical student that I couldn't have a personal life you mm -hmm. know I was worried that I would get sucked into the world of studying and you know be at my computer all day long going through on key cards yeah <laughs> you know so I I wanted to kind of get ahead of that um, and make sure I built time into my schedule for activities in my life and people in my life that I care about, um, you know, and, and kind of going back onto loving structure. I, I felt like it was really helpful for me to have a, a schedule where I booked out time for those kinds of things. Like on my calendar, I have, you know, from four to 6 PM, I'm going to make dinner and, you know, listen to a podcast and do some stretching and that's going to be my personal downtime. And then after 6 p.m., back to studying or something like that. Or, you know, if I have a phone call with a friend, scheduling time into my schedule for that phone call saying, hey, we're going to talk at 6 p.m. I have to get off at 7.30, but, you know, an hour and a half, that'd be great to catch up, you know, something like that. Yeah. Um, 
So having a calendar and schedule was really helpful. Um, I will say it took me a while to kind of figure out how to make that work. Uh, I, I tried at the beginning, I know we talked about the marathon. We, you know, we signed up for a marathon to build some structure into our, into our lives and give us some kind of outlet. Um, and that was great for a while. I really enjoyed training. Um, but then, you know, as we've said on previous podcasts, I tore my MCL and hurt my knee. So I had to kind of cut that out, which was a, a bummer. I couldn't run the race, but, um, oh, did we mention the race by the way? Oh, we haven't. Well, well, listeners, please give a big round of applause to Kate Genty for completing the Dallas Half Marathon um, on December 11th. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of fun. A lot more fun than a full marathon, I would say. Like, yeah. I felt like when things got hard, I could just push through because, like, there was... When things started getting hard, it was, like, mile 9 or 10, mm-hmm. and there's like... Four more miles versus like in a marathon things for me start getting hard at mile like 16 to 18 and you still have like eight to ten more miles left and it's just like daunting how do i make it to the finish line yeah absolutely yeah so half marathons i definitely recommend yeah. so fun and it does still feel like a challenge yeah you know? still a challenge but it's not overwhelming right i feel like. yeah it's yeah yeah more fun yeah I definitely but, feel like if I hadn't hurt my knee that I would have probably stuck with you and done the half. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would have been a fun, fun thing time. to do. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, something like that, just building into my schedule. It was, it was a little tricky at first to balance school and social because, you know, you're figuring out your study methods, you're figuring out how much time you want to commit to school and how much time you want to commit to social. And you're, you're also figuring out how long it takes you to study. Like that was a big thing I had to learn was how much time was it going to take me to get through this, you know, amount of content. And now that I have a much better understanding of that, I can better plan not just my school schedule, but my social schedule. Um, so just building in time to, you know, be by myself and building time to be with friends and, you know, uh, other things that are really important. Like I want something that's super important to me is I want to make sure that I'm prioritizing my faith. You know, I want to make sure that I'm not just not going to church on Sundays because, oh, I just like, oh, I don't have time and I'm too tired or whatever. And, and making sure that I'm setting myself up to like have time to do that. You know, if, right. it, if it's really something that's important to you, you know, you're going to make the time for it. Exactly. And like, I like what you said about setting yourself up to have time for it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people feel like they don't have time for anything. And I say that as a general blanket statement based anecdotally, that might not be how you feel in which mm-hmm. case that's awesome. But I know a lot of people who are, like, just always so busy and don't have time to, like, like, well, this is just a selfish (laughs) thing, but don't have time to call me. And, like, I'm, like, well, you mean a lot to me, and I want to, I'm making time to call you, Mm -hmm. and this is not just any one person. I feel like it's a few different people, and I'm, like, well, you know, if things are really that important to you, like, you can make time for it. And actually something my my, uh, cousin said to me over Thanksgiving I, I found this comment to be really funny. She mm-hmm. she said, I had more time than she did somehow. Like, just, like, something like that. Just, like, oh, my, like, we were talking. She's, like, oh, Kate, Kate, you have more time than me or something like that. Mm. And I was, like, oh, that that's really interesting you say that because, because like, I mean, none of us do. Mm-hmm. And Everybody time, has 24 hours in a day. Exactly. You know? And I think what I do with time is I take advantage of when I'm, like, 
of the different times of the day. Like for me, when I wake up in the morning, if I've had my little coffee, um, then I am very, very energized and like very focused. Mm -hmm. So I can get a lot of school type of things done. So if I'm in that mode, I'm taking advantage of it. I'm getting a lot done on my computer. Um, and then I know generally in the afternoons, I don't have that kind of energy. So that's when I take my dog out, I'll work out, I'll like do some other Mm -hmm. things that I know don't need as much energy. And I also like plan my day the night before, which has been helpful. So like, just like time-wise, just some, I guess those are some quick little tips. <laughs> tips and tricks. Yeah, just like take advantage of when you have the energy to do something. And if you feel like you never really have energy to do things, that's maybe like a point where you can just do a little self-reflection and find ways to give yourself more energy, like working out or trying to get to bed a little earlier or mm-hmm. things like that. But anyway, that was a little tantrum. I'm sorry. Um <laughs> I just really liked how you said the making time for things yeah. that matter. Well, I think I think that's really important when it comes to creating your schedule is look at how much... Actually, a little story here. I remember <laughs> in college, um, we did this little exercise in one of my classes where my professor, he had built out this Excel sheet, um, and each little um, activity, you would put you know how, much, how many hours you know, you wanted to commit to that activity a day or per week or something like that. And and it was basically just this little calculator of how much extra time you have during the week to do stuff. So you put in everything. You put in, okay, how many hours of the day are you in class? Mm-hmm. You know, non-negotiable. How many hours of the day do you need to sleep? Non-negotiable. How many hours of the day do you need to study? How many hours of the day do you need to spend eating, exercising, walking mm-hmm. to and from class, running errands, getting groceries, you know, that kind of stuff. And, um... And after all of that, it still came out to be like, you have so many extra hours in the day to get stuff done. Yeah. So it was just like a good little activity to see, oh, I really do have a lot of time. Like, where is all that time actually going? Like, am I using it well? Am I using it wisely? Yeah. So that was a good little realization after, you know, a week of class when I was like, wow, I feel like I have no time. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've been taking 17 hours. I just don't have, I don't have time. I just don't. There's, it doesn't exist. And then realizing like, oh, it, it does exist. I'm just not using it as wisely as I could be. Yeah. Um, so just applying that concept, you know, that'd be a, an easy little thing to do. I could even do that going into the next semester, you know, trying that out, seeing what my schedule could look like. Um, but, yeah. but yeah, I think just making time for the stuff that's important because if it is important to you, you'll make time for it. Because exactly. if, you're, if you're not making time for it, then really reflect how important is that to you. Yeah. That thing or that person mm-hmm. or that activity. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, time management, I think, is another muscle. Mm-hmm. And definitely takes a lot of practice. And it's another thing that, like, if you're not great at it, that's okay. You know, you can, like anything, you can learn And you'll just have to be patient with yourself, show yourself some grace, Mm -hmm. all the good things in order to build a new skill. And if you're already great at it, thumbs up. Thumbs up. (laughs) Yeah. So I think just like going into the new year um, and the new round of school classes, everything, um, kind of what I'm going to try and stick to, I really want to stick to having good structure. Um, standing by my schedule, really committing to, if I said I was going to study, that's what I'm going to be doing right now. So sticking to that, sticking to the the time I have allotted to do stuff, um, being uh, a little more consistent just all around with that kind of thing. Um, you know, if I said that I said I was going to set a goal for myself, 
um, that I want to really stick to it. Uh, setting myself up in a good way, kind of like we talked about on the last episode, but just give, creating a good environment for myself to accomplish those goals, but also standing by the personal discipline and actually practicing a little bit of willpower to really commit to that. Um, and then just overall, just recognizing that it's really important to have balance and really important to you know, not get so sucked into the world of school that you forget to be or yourself or work. If you're not in school. Yeah, whatever it is that's not, um, you know, your personal time, I guess. Whatever, getting, getting so sucked into that that you forget to be your own person. Yeah, or you, you know? forget to do the things that really bring you joy and, yeah. and peace, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my mindset going into the, into the next round of classes. But uh, what about you, Kate? Yeah, um, well, I'll kind of start with a little bit of like my life, life part of the balance. Yeah. I started off thinking I couldn't leave Houston. Mm. Like, so, like, I think I mentioned this like briefly before on the podcast. I am currently in a, currently in a long distance relationship and he lives in New York. So it's like a three and a half, four hour flight. Yeah. So starting med school, my expectation was that he would come down and visit me every time we were going to see each other because I was in school and it's med school. It's a big deal and I can't travel. That's what my mindset was. Yeah. And that's kind of fair, but also puts a lot of pressure on him and on our relationship mm-hmm. because if he can't make it down and pay, you know, money for a flight, at least, yeah. you know, consistently, mm-hmm. then our relationship is a conversation about who's paying for the flight, you know, it's right. a whole nother, you know, yeah. issue. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that definitely adds up, you know, if I was going to see him once a month, mm-hmm. right. Which doesn't seem like that much, but if you're paying that much for flights anyway, yeah. <laughs> so that put a lot of pressure on my relationship and on him. And, um, so that wasn't very good, but then after like, so since, as you mentioned, Hannah, we have mm-hmm. tests every two weeks and so as we started to take these tests and I started to do pretty well and felt like I wasn't studying a ton on the weekends anyway, I was like, well, maybe I can take a trip. And, mm-hmm. and I knew over the summer um, there had been talk of like a Vegas trip in September. And I remember I went on this Vegas trip. I think I mentioned it before because that's also mm-hmm. when I decided to do the half marathon instead right. of the full marathon. But I went on this Vegas trip and I still did okay on my tests like that next Friday. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe I can get my studying done during the week and travel on the weekend if I want to. Yeah. And so then that's what I did. And I, well, I kind of took it to the other extreme where (laughs) for six weeks straight, I was out of town. And the only weekend I was in town for those six weeks, I, I had my mom in town. So I wasn't really like, it wasn't like a really just like a me weekend. Yeah. Still dedicating time. It was being with people. Exactly. Like still doing things around Houston. So that was the opposite extreme. And that was kind of a lot. Mm -hmm. And, but I, I definitely had a lot of fun, but I did learn, and I learned that I can do that and still do fine in school. Yeah. Which might change in the upcoming semester because I'm hoping to get a little bit more involved in things outside of school. Mm. But I can do that, but I it'd be nice to at least be in Houston, like, 
two or three weekends. Out right. Long. Yeah. <laughs> but recognizing, you know, yeah. where the line is and exactly. kind of where the boundaries are. Yeah. I feel like you and I both did a pretty good job of finding time to get out of Houston and travel yeah. a little bit and go I see agree. family and friends. Like I know I went to a couple of weddings. I yeah. know you really found a lot of time to go see Kevin and, and like spend time with your friends and everything. Like Yeah. And I was able to make it to New York. In yes. case anyone was wondering. Yes, you did make it to New York. New York. Yeah, it was New York. A yeah. Um so I mean and that like honestly finding that life balance really lifted a lot of pressure off of my like my relationship which Mm -hmm. um can like if you're in school and worried about so many things like that being a stressor can Mm -hmm. just like really not be fun yeah um and even though I only went to New York one weekend this semester it like it definitely just like the fact that that option was there and the fact that I was able to put in that commitment from my end I think that made both of us feel a lot better about things yeah yeah I would agree I think just kind of just going back to what we were saying, finding time to, making time to give yourself and your personal time to the people that you care about and the activities that you care about and the stuff that really matters to you. If you really make time to do that, I think overall it's going to balance out and it's going to make you feel more comfortable and you're going to have, you know, socially that that need is going to be satisfied. So that's going to help with your mental health and when your mental health is better then you can do better in school because you're less stressed and overall it's kind of just like getting enough sleep you know as a more simple analogy yeah like if you get enough sleep you're going to perform better so consistently going to bed at the same time or getting enough hours every night you're going to do better on school even if maybe you didn't stay up really late the night before to get something done and like some of you didn't get that activity done or that assignment done or that piece of thing for work done like it may be like a short-term loss for a long-term gain of yeah. regularly getting enough sleep. It's kind of the same thing with social stuff, I think. I agree. And for me anyway, like realistically, if it's not like the day before a test, I'm probably only going to study like three to five hours mm-hmm. on like a weekend mm-hmm. and or like a weekend day or maybe even less depending on where we are before the test. Mm-hmm. And you can get that studying done on the plane Mm-hmm. You can go to a coffee shop for a few hours after lunch. Yeah. You can get that studying done for a few hours in the morning. Mm-hmm. So there's, so if you think about it and you kind of get creative with your time and you, and a lot, and there's usually a lot of downtime, you know, when you're visiting people, it's not always go, go, go the whole time. Although sometimes it is. <laughs> and if it's not always go, 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 capitalize on that and yeah. be like, okay, that's a pocket of time that they don't need me and that they're just gonna like hang out at this bar for a couple of hours like a brewery yeah one of my trips my friends went and ran some errands and then hung out at a brewery and I and that was the weekend before a test and so I went to a coffee shop and I was there for three hours and got like a my a decent amount of studying in, and then mm-hmm. I was still able to meet up with them and do everything with them afterwards yeah I find you mentioned travel like studying on the plane yeah. I find that to be honestly really good studying because you're already kind of stuck in a seat you can't move you can't really get I mean you can get up and like go to the bathroom I guess but you're kind of forced to just be in one spot and especially you know a lot of airplanes you know unless you want to pay for wi-fi you know you're on airplane mode so it's not like you can get on social media or whatever to distract yourself yes you know you're you're sitting there with your notes in front of you and 
like the most entertaining option you can have is to study. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. And if you capitalize on that time, yeah. then you can feel better about not studying when you're out to lunch or out to dinner, mm-hmm. like on your trip. Especially so, if it's like a three or four hour flight, like you yeah. can get some really good studying in. Yeah. And also I feel like a lot of people on vacation tend to, you know, get started a little bit later in the day. You know, maybe they don't get started until, like, have breakfast at 9, something like that. Yeah. Like, just get up a little earlier, maybe. Yeah. And come downstairs, have a cup of coffee, cup of tea, be in the quiet, you know, space and get your studying in. At yeah. least an hour, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Even just an hour could make a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just finding time like, to, to build it in. Yeah, exactly. So, again, we might have said something like this before, but it's about getting creative with things and how can you do it all? Because <laughs> that's what we want. We want to, we want to do it all. But I, mean, yes. I feel like it's, it's just about Ideally. getting the most out of life. Yeah. You know, it's the only life we get. Maybe. Yeah. And, well, <laughs> maybe. I get another discussion for another podcast. But, yeah, like, I'm not going to sacrifice my whole life because I'm now a student again. Like, right. I want to do this. I want to be a student. I want to be a doctor. And I want to be a human because at the end of the day, I'm a human and I can't be a good doctor unless I'm a good human. I think that's a really <laughs> great point to make. And, yeah. And I think that's, that's maybe something that's gotten a little lost in the evolution of doctors. It's yeah. just, you know, it's a very competitive field. And of course, I want to be seen by the best doctors. So I'm hoping that I can become one of the best doctors. Like, that's the goal, right? Same, yeah. But I think people or students specifically med students and and doctors who were once med students you know they went into studying and preparing for their career as a doctor thinking that it's it's purely about the knowledge and it's purely about the the education and and forgetting completely about what it's like to be a good person and have those cultural experiences you understand the world and understand the people around you so you can be someone who can connect with your patients and listen to your patients. I mean, we've heard so many times that, you know, they say the patient will tell you what's wrong with them if you just listen. Mm-hmm. And being a good listener. And I feel like, yeah, I feel like it's if you don't have these social, you know, experiences in your life where you're making time to be with friends and you're making time to travel and you're making time to, you know, go out and be in the world, if you don't have those experiences, like you're going to miss out on that whole part of being a doctor. Yeah. And honestly, your outcomes probably won't be as good as someone who does do that. Yeah. Which, because, I mean, I think studies are natural. I don't know if it's, like, 100% studies, but, like, at least anecdotally, like, there's a lot better outcomes for, for, for doctors who, like, actually can connect with their patients. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think that that part like, of being a doctor is so important. Yeah, like, we aren't just physical. We aren't robots. <laughs> Going back to robot mode. We aren't just, like... And this might get a little bit into a different topic, but, like, I don't know. It's hard to believe that we're literally just chemical reactions going on. Mm. And maybe we are, but chances are, I mean, I know, obviously, you're Christian, and yeah. I, I definitely do believe in some higher power. Yeah. But um, there's a lot more than that. And, I mean, maybe this type of connecting with your patients, like, connecting with your patient on a human level... Mm-hmm that patient actually recovering rather than you not connecting with the patient on like a human level, giving them the exact same treatment and that patient not recovering. I mean, that could just speak to the fact that we aren't just like mush and electricity. Yeah. Well, I mean, there, I feel like there are tons of studies out there that I remember reading in like ethics classes and stuff like that about 
how important it is to have human touch and communication and connection because it's yeah we don't just need the vitals you know well, yeah and I, I I saw this a while ago I saw something that said like and you people can fact check me on this but I saw <laughs> something that said if you don't feel like you belong in a group then your lifespan gets shorter oh wow literally like our like we need connection so badly that we can we will die without it I mean, I th- I think that not only, like, would you say that your lifespan gets shorter, like, maybe you don't live as longer, but I, I, I or live as long, but I think it goes back to just depression, too. I mean, oh, I, think, yeah. I think about the rates of suicide. Yeah. And, and, and the reasoning behind it, you know, is it because they felt like they were missing out, like they were missing a connection, and they felt yeah, alone? Well, if you feel that alone, like... No one, no one wants to feel that alone to right. be on the, you know, verge of suicide or thinking about that. Yeah. Yeah. This got, this this got, got a, little, a little deep. But all that to say, whether you're working, whether you're in school, it's so important to continue doing things that make you happy. Cut yourself off of things when it's like starts to be too much. Like if, yeah. if I'm... Like, for example, for me, it would be studying. So if I'm studying and studying and studying, and I start to, like, I know myself, sometimes when I study too much, I start to get a little dizzy and just, like, can't really focus Mm -hmm. on anything. If I start to get like that, I really want to push through it because it's usually in times where I have a lot to do. But if I just take a step back, go do something else for a couple hours, like, not even just a quick time and a break. Like, at that point, I need to do something for, like, a couple hours come back to it and then I'm fresh and usually I can get something else done and I'm that's me taking care of myself so make sure like you know it's it's just good to think about the best ways you can take care of yourself too if if that's not something you're used to doing Mm -hmm. yeah I think and it's just really important to just make that time really just make that time for the stuff that's important to you um, and really reflect on what is important to you. Yeah. And see if, if you are making time for it if you or if you aren't, and where you can make those kinds of adjustments. Because it's all, you, you need to be a person. You need to be you. You need to be yourself. You can't just be a student or yeah. a, you know, insert job title here. Yeah, well, we're multidimensional beings. Like, yeah. I think if we were just one thing... I, I know I would not be happy if I was just a student or if I was just a, a girlfriend. Like, mm-hmm. that's all I was. Right. Or just a, a best friend mm-hmm. and always did things for one person or one activity. Yeah. And what's important to you can change as well. Of course. But yeah, I think that's another important note. Another, another auditing thing you can do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But... But anyway, life is complicated, but life is fun, and yeah. just gotta, gotta make it work for you. Yeah. Well, well thanks, thanks for, for listening. listening. <laughs> <laughs> we don't plan that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll catch you next time. Yeah. And if you liked it, share with your friends. And if not, don't share with your friends. <laughs> but we hope you liked it, and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye.